Hello, welcome to the Nico's Thoughts Podcast, hosted by me, Nico. Just me this time. Every Thursday, it will be a shorter episode with just me. And on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday, so only some Sundays, it'll be guests on, and it'll be a longer podcast. To start, um, I guess I'll go through the recap for coronavirus. Um, coronavirus has begun to spread more in the United States. It's about 500,000 cases in the U.S. Um, the second highest uh, country in terms of cases is Spain with 153, Italy 143, France and Germany with 117,000. China probably is not reporting the real numbers, so we can't be sure because they haven't had any new cases, reported any new cases or new deaths since um, from yesterday. Um. I feel like the coronavirus situation is going to be resolved probably during the middle of the summer, which means we probably won't be going back to school this year. And, um, you know, I kind of am disappointed by that because this school year has been going better for me than uh, my previous years in school. And um, I like the people I've met so far in this year. And um, I kind of wanted to interact with those people more. I guess the lucky thing is that in my school, there are majors. And I get to stick around sim- pretty much the same people for senior year as well, because we're those people are in the same major. Um, yeah. For the coronavirus... Um, I'm not really too worried about it because we know how to deal with pandemics and stuff like that. It's just that it kind of sucks that um, a lot of people are getting affected by it. And um, we weren't properly prepared for it. Um, That's pretty much all I have to say on the coronavirus. The big topic um, recently was the uh, Democratic primary is basically over. As Bernie Sanders dropped out, leaving Joe Biden as the winner. Um, I feel like that was kind of obviously going to happen after Super Tuesday because the establishment coalescing around Joe Biden was something that was both unexpected and extremely, and it was decisive. That was something the Republicans failed to do in 2016 against Donald Trump. However, I even mean, if they did do that against Donald Trump, I'm not sure how much it would actually matter. Because none of the candidates were would be able to stand up on a debate stage with Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump is different than Bernie Sanders in a couple ways. Ideologically, obviously, because he's a Republican and Bernie is an independent socialist. But in terms of debate style, Bernie likes to play on defense. And um, he doesn't really like launching attacks against the other people on stage. Trump's defense is his offense, and Trump's offense is um, probably, on the debate stage at least, is extremely good because his attacks stick, and he flips any attacks that come on him onto the other person because at, in 2016 at least, he wasn't really um, a politician and he could just kind of flip everything on everyone around him. Um, I remember a clip from 2016 where he managed to flip the uh, um, 
I grab him by the pussy, I don't even wait tape by bringing in Bill Clinton accusers to the next debate and flipping it directly so that it became a wash of an issue, even though it should have been something that should have damaged his campaign in the slightest. Um, Bernie doesn't have the killer instinct to, um, I guess, take down opponents. He was relying, I guess, on people not dropping out before Super Tuesday because his campaign was basically built on getting like 30, 35% and um, pretty much building up momentum from there. So they weren't prepared for the establishment coalescing right before Super Tuesday, which was decisive. Um, yeah. Bernie's too nice. We need, um, a progressive who has a sort of killer instinct on a debate stage like a Trump, who's not afraid of the media and instead discredits the media at every turn because the media is terrible and they will do anything that goes against what they're, they will do um, they will try to take down anyone who goes against what the establishment wants. Um, and um, they will s- overwhelmingly support those who the establishment um, wants. It's a um, very tough dynamic considering we have no popular state-owned media, which is usually the most objective in terms of elections. Because... Um, the PBS is not really the political juggernaut that CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News are. And all three of those are corporate media owned by uh, owned by different corporations. For example, CNN is owned by Turner, the same company behind TNT, TBS, Cartoon Network, etc., MSNBC is owned by the NBC network, which is Comcast. And then Fox News is owned by, unsurprisingly, the Fox network, which is owned by Rupert Murdoch. Um, very large, conserva- uh, con- very conservative uh, owner who donates a lot to Republican campaigns and uses his media influence to get conservatives elected worldwide, like Trump, like Boris Johnson like Marie Le Pen in France, but that didn't work out so well. And, um, yeah, the Democratic primary's result was a bit of a disappointment. But um, now we move into the general election between Biden and uh, Trump, where Trump, assuming they don't, like, kick Biden out for being Joe Biden and try to put someone in like Andrew Cuomo or, like... Gavin Newsom, or somebody who the middle, in the middle country doesn't like, because they view those kind of people from like New York, California, as like the coastal elites, versus like the working, hardworking people in the middle of the country who are getting screwed over. Which is why Trump appealed so well to that kind of voter, and that helped him flip the important states like. North Carolina, well, that wasn't really a flip because they held it in 2012, but they but it helped him flip states like Florida, a, 
a rural state with some urban areas, um, helped him solidify states like Indiana and um, Iowa, Ohio, Texas. Well, Texas was mo moved more blue and is trending more blue. So that's kind of a wash. In 2020, Texas will be a big state. I expect the Joe Biden campaign to pretty much put everything they have into it, as well as a state like Michigan. But um, I don't think that Joe Biden will be able to win simply because he'll just get exposed by Trump on the debate stage. Because if Trump's good at anything, it is debating. Um, if he wasn't a good debater, he wouldn't have survived 2016 Republican primary, and he wouldn't have survived 2016 general election. And he wouldn't be president right now. Also, this time around, he has a high, much higher approval rating, about 10 points higher than election day in 2016. Joe Biden, I'm not sure exactly what his approval rating is. I should probably check that out later. But, um, yeah, Trump has the most excited base. Joe Biden has a poor, um, poorly enthusiastic base. Um, Joe Biden can barely debate anymore. Joe, Trump is very strong at debates, as I've already said. And um, it's not looking good. Personally, I'm not sure which one I would rather have. I'm not sure if I would rather have four more years of Trump and then another chance for a progressive to get into the White House. Or whether I would have rather Biden than another Republican than a chance for a progressive to get in the White House. Thinking on it logically, I feel like it would make more sense for us to just stomach another four years of this boofus and then try to um, run again with a different person. Um, drafting that person will be difficult and fixing the country will be a difficult thing. However, by the time 2024 arrives, progressive infrastructure should be much stronger, assuming the movement doesn't break up from Bernie's dropping out. And um, we should be better prepared with better infrastructure in order to attempt to win the Democratic primary. That's how I see it, at least. Um, I guess all around the country, schools, because of this, because of the epidemic, have been closed. And uh, remote learning is, I guess, a difficult thing to just adapt to. Because personally for me, um, I prefer learning in a classroom than learning through homework. It's something that I've always not liked, learning through homework. And um, this is a bit of a difficult transition for me. But I'm learning and I'm going through it. Um, some of my friends um, having are having a easier time with it. Some of my friends are having a harder time with it. It depends on the person and it depends on what kind of learning they like more. So I guess I'm more of a visual learner, as in I like seeing the work done. I like seeing uh, what's going um, try like seeing the process of what of how things work. And um, I find it hard to see that process through worksheets and stuff online. And I find that much easier to see in classrooms. So, yeah. I've 
heard from teachers that um, it's a, it's been a struggle for them to adapt to it too, because pretty much what all of my teachers have said is said as that the best part of the job is the kids and seeing the kids and like being there teaching them. And um, they don't have a real chance to do that anymore. Especially if they have multiple people who need to use video calls without the greatest internet. It becomes much harder to video chat and it becomes much harder to uh, have those kind of face-to-face interactions that teachers like to have with their kids. But, um, yeah. Aside from that, I... St- Started to rewatch one of my favorite shows, um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Probably one of the most critically acclaimed uh, cartoons in of the two thousands, and um, it's it's just really good. The writing is really good. The jokes land. Characters are very well developed. Um, I need to rewatch. I'm still in the middle of rewatching season three, but um. Once I get through season three, which should be either today or tomorrow, I will probably post something on my Twitter about it. Um, you should follow my Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com forward slash P-I-C-K-A-C-H-U 528. Um, yeah, I feel like the characters in um, Avatar Last Airbender are just really well written and character journeys take place over a long time and it makes sense how characters change and how they um evolve Uh, my favorite character from the show is uncle iroh because he is just he's just a great character in my opinion he pretty much gives a wisdom Um, you could pretty much use, he pretty much just uses, he pretty much just tells wisdom and, um, gives advice to his nephew Zuko throughout the series. And, um, his advice is usually just good life advice and good advice in the story. As well as he is one of the strongest benders in the world with the nickname Dragon, the Dragon of the West. And, um... He is just a really awesome character. And um, he fulfills his role as the mentor of Zuko, leading him on his transition, leading him on his path. He does that really well. And uh, I always love seeing him on the screen. I kind of wish we got a little bit more of him, but it makes sense considering the journey is following the Avatar. Um, also in terms of games, I started playing Minecraft some more. Minecraft is a fun game. I kind of wish its survival mode was a bit more in-depth, but I guess there's mods for that. And, um, I like, uh, being on there with friends and other people. Yeah, so, um... I guess I don't really have much else to say, so that will be that. I will see you all later. 
Also, always remember that you are worthy of love and you will get through the struggles and life and life is always about ups and downs. I will see you all next time.